you've landed at the Glass Elevator podcast. Thanks for joining. Now, you may have just stumbled upon us on a Sunday afternoon, or you may have come straight from Instagram. Either way, we love the fact you have found us. Hopefully, you'll tune in every week to listen to us, which would be awesome. We are two open and honest sisters discussing normal life with a direct focus on human behaviours and mental health struggles. Hayley and I have a discussion each week on a new topic that we have direct personal experience with. So, expect frank, researched and positive talk. Now, let's not forget, we are sisters and this comes with a natural and normal chit-chat and we do class ourselves as quite funny, although we had no offers to do stand-up just yet. We are chalk and cheese, but come together in a way that seems to work and that you love. If you want to get in touch, head over to our Instagram, The Glass Elevator, or email us at theglasselevator at protonmail.com. Right, better let you get on with all that listening. Hey, it's Hayley here. Before you get on and listen to the next episode, why don't you leave us a five-star review on the Apple podcast? It really helps and it shows that you're enjoying it as well and we can carry on creating more great content. Hi, Claire here. Welcome to The Glass Elevator. This week we're talking about complex PTSD. It's not PTSD, it's complex PTSD. If you've not heard of it, it's up next. So, episode 21, here we are. Hello, hello. 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 <laughs> I'm Claire. We back. Hayley. We are back. Back, back, back. Brilliant. I'm excited about this episode. Um, and I say this always about every single episode, but I think it's been such an interesting opportunity to really read up about things and understand how certain mental health um, issues or complexities really are defined and how you're not just put in a box. And so I'm quite excited about talking about this in, in, in more detail. And what we're gonna be talking about is complex PTSD. Now, have you heard of that before, Hayley? Well, I did because you brought it up last week. I did, I did <laughs> last week. I heard of PTSD because we've done a section on PTSD, but complex PTSD, I was a bit like, what? Um, so I know a little bit about it from last week. And obviously I've done a little bit of research in between. But yeah, tell us. Well, complex PTSD is actually more common, I guess, than people may think. Um, and it is generally associated with something else, but you can suffer with it by yourself. So um, complex PTSD is actually very close related to PTSD. Um, and it, it is an anxiety disorder. Um, but what happened with, with, with complex PTSD as opposed to just normal PTSD is PTSD is generally related to a single event. So you might see it quite more common with war veterans or people that have just been you know, raped or one-off event or mugged or anything like that that's happened. Mm -hmm. They'll relive that moment. Where complex PTSD is actually related to a series of events or one prolonged event or several prolonged events or things kind of almost that continue. So if you're thinking of a sandwich, building up that sandwich and each one is a trauma and you're just stacking it on top of each other. And that's kind of what happens. So um, it can actually affect um, anybody. Um, and, you know, with, and it could be, and it's mostly uh, focused on people that, or not, not focused, but generally people find that they suffer from PTSD or complex PTSD if they experienced ongoing childhood neglect in any kind of form. 
um, mm -hmm. so that could be anything. So when we're talking about child neglect, I'm not just talking about people being beaten up, like kids being beaten up or kids being, you know, have cigarettes, you know, real vi, you know, and, you know this, that's going to be massive trauma. Complex PTSD can also be if a child has to have contact continually had to, um, you know, be seen, you know, fight for their, you know, their, their space in the family, constantly going through those motions and constantly doing that. Um, and actually, sometimes complex PTSD could have come and started as early, as early as being in a baby, believe it or not. Wow. I know, because um, what they do, statistics say, well, not statistics, but there's a lot of bit of research about it. And please do read it up. That mm. They say in the first 10 months of a baby's life is the most important. And it's when they mm. actually have all of the chemical beats, you know, sort of, you know, where they actually are are trying to secure themselves as an individual at that mm. age. That's so, when the attachment theory comes in. That's, that's absolutely right. That's time. that's absolutely right. It's in, and it's very linked with that because ultimately, if you leave them for long periods of time crying, they go into so your brain goes into a certain state. So you think mm -hmm. that when you've let a child cry for you know hours and hours and hours. Um, and it stops crying you think brilliant that's worked it's not actually the case what they've done is they've just fixed something in their brain that says no one comes no one helps me yeah. so um, they learn to get into that high level of state every time and that could be where your complex PTSD has come from as well so like you could have a, a whole encompassing amount of different things that happen of different traumas that happen at different times um, but it could it could have come as early as that um, but so experiencing childhood neglect, experiencing other types of abuse early in life. So again, you could have had a perfectly normal upbringing, no problem, but then there would have been maybe someone new came into the family. Maybe there was a lot of stress in the family. Maybe someone died. Lots of different traumatic um, events that continue to wear. So someone died, for instance, and the family didn't get over it. And from that point on, you were pushed out or everyone was angry or stressed or depressed. Mm. It's like continual. Um, and then there's obviously experiencing domestic abuse. So ongoing episodes where you're continually fearing for your life. You're predicting things are happening constantly that may cause you harm. Um, and it's creating you continually being in that complex high state, um, always looking, looking out. And that, that, that is a real base of exactly what you should be thinking about in terms of the complex PTSD piece you're not reliving one trauma you are constantly in trauma mm. constantly in it constantly feeling it and at any any time any episode that seems similar to it yeah set it off um maybe you know experience that says here of human trafficking or prisoner of war or living in you know you know a, a region or affected by war for instance you know where obviously things are going on a lot but mm. it, it, it it basically is based on the fact that continual trauma or many trauma um, events that happened over time so for instance as a child you could have had all your family that don't believe you or treat you badly or continually say things to you or you have memories of events which um you know emotionally scarred you so which you know will always make you relive that moment in your head but not really relive that moment it's the feeling of being rejected or not being heard and maybe coupled with you know child abuse physical abuse sexual abuse bullying all of those things and then that comes into play and then then there's lots of other things like we said before last week with regards to borderline personality disorder it could be it would be linked with something like that so um what happens is to the individual is that they then try to go into these different states of personality to try and deal with 
what what they're dealing with and even then they don't mm. might might not even know so it's really important that if you do feel that that is you do have the complex ptsd that actually it really is quite important to maybe seek the therapist or a professional for assistance of, of diagnosis of this because it is very complex and um it can affect affect you in so many different um areas of your life um, I've got um, yeah. written down here, which I thought was quite interesting, is um, quite a common symptom of it is like uh, emotional flashbacks. And when I think you think of flashbacks, you think that you're reliving a bit like when we were talking about the PTSD, when we were saying and you touched on it a little bit there, when you're reliving that, you know, for instance, fireworks going off might make you think of the bombs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this says it brings the original feeling um, back to you. Yeah. So it could be anything. It might not necessarily um, be a certain event of someone getting abused that triggers, oh, I'm that's bringing back that particular event. It could be, um, like, you, like you said, it could be feeling slightly abandoned by your friends or being spoken to in a certain way that suddenly you get this intense feeling yeah. and it gives you that feeling of how you felt. Yeah. But it says here that, because uh, you, uh, it says you might react to events in the present as if they are causing these feelings. So you could think, well, that person has spoken to me like that. Oh, I'm annoyed at them. When actually you don't realise that it's a, you're having a flashback from before. Yeah. Because sometimes, and I know that I think, God, you know, I've had to step back because I think, oh, I'm so annoyed at that person or, oh, that's really happened. And because you did that, that's really triggered something in me. Well, when I've really delved into it, I think that's not that's not your issue. <laughs> that's me the way I've um, interpreted it. Yeah, and that's it's brought it's triggered something in me that has these feelings, and I've attached them to a present event when actually um, it's happening in the past. So that that was quite interesting to me because you automatically think, oh, flashbacks. Oh, you're just going to remember when actually you might just be attaching them to present. Yeah, but that's yeah, that is very present. yeah, that is very common, and that's that's the different um, thing is that I mean they're very similar the two different you know things PTSD and complex PTSD it, are very similar in terms of symptoms. So the symptoms you know would be reliving the trauma through flashbacks, nightmares, avoiding situations that remind them of the trauma. So for instance, people that have had that one singular mm. may avoid those situations. And I think with people with complex PTSD don't necessarily avoid situation because it's not actually a constant thing that's happening with them. It doesn't stop them in their tracks. No. What it does, like you say, is it does once that is happening. So um for instance, because we're in such a hyper arousal state, that's what it is. We're in hyper. So we look at things um, uh, and we're we're attaching them, I guess, to um, without even knowing we're not doing it. It's just happening. Um, but you have a loss of trust in others as well. It really does. Um, and you feel very alone um, and you can't sort of um, come back from that feeling. It's very it's very difficult. And I think with um, complex PTSD, um, it can actually cause a person to view themselves negatively, where they feel very helpless, guilty, ashamed, and they often and they consider themselves completely different from other mm. people. Um, and obviously, emotional reg regulation as well is quite important in this. But they do, I mean, they they they're not able to sort of regulate, and they need someone else to co-regulate them. I yeah. guess in that time, and so someone that suffers with complex PTSD. Um, it would be very helpful to have someone to help co-regulate a situation or a feeling as it's happening or if you anticipate something happening. So if you are 
um, going to a job of interview or you're going somewhere else that, that might be a challenge or you think may lift it up. It's good to speak to someone maybe 20 minutes, half an hour before and that your co-regulator, for instance, and say, hey, you know, what do you think? Am I right in feeling these feelings? Is this normal? Like, does this happen? Like, would this? And they can just talk you down and you go into it with a bit of a, in a less hyper um, arousal state. Um, but also people with complex PTSD do have a lot of relationship issues and they may have, and it's all about the trusting and interacting because all of those pieces along childhood, as well as going into adult, adult, um, or young adult have been mm. broken every single time. There's not going to be one time where trust um, um, has been really um, solid. It's been very yeah. uh, fragile and easily break broken. And um, what someone with complex PTSD starts to um, expect is that they that everything will be broken at some point. And so nothing is solid. And when someone is thinking like that, if you think about that in a normal sense, that's not great, is it? It's like if someone's walking along constantly thinking that they shouldn't have that or they can't have that or why should they touch that? It'll be broken or it won't be okay. Or it, like it's like, you're not even a person, you know? See, it's interesting because I've actually spoken about this and as I've got older, um, I've developed a, uh, I don't know, I suppose you can call it a, a safety net that it's a bit like a I suppose a Buddhist approach yeah. it's not everything really ends nothing's really ours to begin with all of that kind of thing and that actually helps me cope is that I think not not nothing is permanent um, and when I say sometimes that to people I think oh that is quite sad because I feel like everything does have an end yeah but instead where before you know, when I was younger, it was very much I invested in people. Then I got hurt when something would break or their trust was broken. Then I went to a point of not trusting people and having my guard up completely where I feel like, you know, and whether it's something that I still need to kind of work on, I've got a happy medium to me, which is kind of safety to me, is that I've come to this where I think I, I feel like I know I can't trust 100%. But I know that I can't get joy unless I trust something, unless I give something. So to me, I think I look at it like chapters and think, you know what, if these friends come in and and we're having great time with each other or this is really good, it, it probably will end. But let's not be sad about that. Let's just make the most of it at the moment. And I try and look at it like that and whether that's, I don't know. Right but it sounds, but it it's sounds that works for me. But I think it sounds like if that is the case, then you've done a lot of replacing. You know, you've replaced a lot of feelings or whatever that you've had that mm. may have been negative, and you've replaced them with more constructive and positive behaviours um, to manage yeah. those. And that's ultimately how you do begin to recover from any kind of trauma that anyone has um, is to replace those thoughts. Because I think it's quite you know often and quite visual that people that exhibit any kind of trauma or sexual abuse or bad upbringing or whatever it is um that they may engage in behaviors which aren't okay you know and we all know about them you know drugs alcohol um lashing out you know angry aggression physical um you know self-harm on themselves um so there's lots of 
things that we can see visually but instead of seeing that as someone that's just a broken person and, and that they just don't know how to be a, an adult um you should really sort of see that actually there are they are you know um results of someone trying mm. to cope so they're a coping mechanism for people and often people with complex ptsd are concerned about situations and so what they try and do is they avoid situations um that may be unpleasant um by becoming people pleasers so they may just say yes to everything and what happens if you end up saying yes to everything for a long period of time you actually lose self you, you lose who you are and mm -hmm. you know what you want and who you what you want and, when, and you will get to a point in your life where you will um uh, really question those thoughts and really question what have I been doing from you know my whole life and you know what's you know what am I doing uh, you know how am I dealing with these thoughts and so what you've just said there about replacing your thoughts with some positive that's definitely um, a way forward for some individuals to try and do that and um, try and think slightly differently about that piece but I think mindful it's really difficult because when you talk about mindfulness and things like that or meditation and things like that it's really it's really annoying because people just go, oh, I just can't concentrate. I can't breathe and whatever else, but mm. it's, you know, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it and whatever else. And, and to be honest, myself, I, I find it challenging. My brain works so fast all the time that I do get distracted. But I think the best thing to try and think about with complex PTSD is it is an ongoing everyday thing that's always happening. So if there is moments in the day in which you can sit down and only think about, you know, you know, your breath in and out and only think about that. Um, even if it's just like for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a long time. You've done it and, and you've been able to center yourself for that small period of time. Um, and that's important. It's, but it's, it's, yeah. it's so difficult though, because like you said, when people are talking about meditation and mindfulness, people automatically think that we've got to stop thoughts. Now, yes. bearing in mind, I think you have about 10,000 thoughts every day. It'd be very, very difficult to try and stop that. So I think that when what I found really helpful in mindfulness is actually I wasn't trying to stop these thoughts. You're just not letting them land. You're yeah. giving yourself, even if it's like you said, 30 seconds or a minute, um, you know, five minutes if you can. Of just, uh, you know, and, and a lot of these uh, mindfulness um, podcasts, I know that I listen to one and it, it kind of says, don't let your thoughts, part, you know, just let them pass by and they do pass by and then they give you a minute of going right just let your mind run wild just think what you think kind of it's a, a release because it's actually quite a lot of pressure trying to restrict yourself where if yeah, you can yeah yeah and it's also if you if that is your method of coping which is you know effectively if you are struggling with um you know complex thoughts continually then you are ultimately that's uh, weirdly is the safe zone that's what you're most used to that's what you're most comfortable in so you do have to take yourself after that that pretend comfortable zone yeah um, exactly like, oh I'm trying to hold off yes I did not because all you're thinking about is do not think now if you sell to someone do not think of anything what are you actually thinking of because you're not you, even when you're asleep you're thinking your brain yeah. is very very active so it's going to be very hard to go think of nothing because you're thinking of something while you're thinking of nothing um, so yeah. I think it's best to, I always think maybe vision it. Like I think of things like on a train, like my thoughts just, psh, okay, yeah, I recognize you, but you're off on your destination, like recognizing them, but letting yeah. them go. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, that's a good way of thinking about that. Um, 
like we were we were saying um like even reading even if you've got 10 minutes reading now you can only focus on what you're reading while you're reading it because you if you do think about other stuff you get distracted and you're not taking in what you're reading so even if you can read for 10 minutes or i don't know if people still do puzzles you know mm-hmm. still puzzles but anything like that where you have to concentrate on what's happening even like card games if I'm honest like I play I play Uno you know with my daughter a lot and like I don't think about anything else except for that game at that time and it's actually really good it's it's interesting you say that because um one of the things that I was bringing up and I spoke to my therapist about was how I feel so when I'm a parent I have this like right you need to be the best parent. You can't let anything slide. And it's actually really difficult. And I think there's times when I've properly played with my kids, you know, my children, and I've gone around the park. And I remember taking my little boy's scooter, bearing in mind he's 10, and, uh, and I rode this scooter around the park. And they were laughing. And I was sitting there and I thought, all I'm thinking about is riding this scooter. And I feel so free. And it felt so nice like when we've had water fights and I think I really should do this more just let myself go and play so even if it's doing something that you want to like you were saying uh play with your child play a game play a card game do a puzzle um films are difficult because you can kind of sit there and drift off in films and also they're um they can help they can attach themselves to certain feelings and thoughts about your own exactly if you're doing something that's separate that you have to think about or that you don't you know that you just have to focus on it could be that you're you say to your child or whoever oh do you fancy playing a board game where you have to think you're not really going to be giving yourself enough time to think about other stuff and we're not saying the other things are not important it's giving your brain a break. Yeah, it's giving your brain a break. And also, I mean, let's bear in mind that when these complex, you know, traumas happen and they're being relived, that the reason you still experience and have them is because something connected in your brain and that's it. And it, and it connected and, and, and now it's there. It, mm. And you just need to find ways to not make it so present. So if you think about, you know, a live wire of... Um, you know electricity for instance you know it's constantly going through it's constantly going through and then when the sw- the plug switches on poof, there you go it's 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 let out it's mm. it's going and and if you think about you know electricity as somebody that has ptsd as they're you know they're a light that's not switched on so it's plugged in the wall it's it's on the button's just not being pressed so it's constantly sitting there with electricity mm. um and it just hasn't been let go whereas if you just uh, if there was no wire and that was just sort of, uh, you know, attached somewhere else, it wouldn't come on. It wouldn't work like that anymore. And so that's basically what uh, what a um, a trauma is, is where it's just it's just sitting there constantly with live mm. stuff in it. And uh, your brain will switch these on at different times um, with regards to what, you know, how they're being, um, I guess, you know. It's like, a tri- it's like a trip wire. So as soon as you're um your body experiences something similar to whatever your body goes into protective mode that's what it does right i need to this is something similar a quick fuse we need to help our host now 
we need to help them get out of here we need to you know we need to show them that this is really scary and we need to move that's where all these anxiety feelings come from is because your body is so in hyper arousal that it's going right we, that's that's very similar to what we experienced go all out yeah you know where it's it takes a lot of work but obviously it's yeah i think so and i think maybe if like looking at about it you know i'm just trying to think about it and trying to you know for the listeners maybe to sort of see it in a bit more of a visual thing so if we take that electricity in a wire and we think that as an angry trauma and we think about it as being an angry aggressive ready to burn ready to fire you know like really fast electricity and then you have other options of light for instance say if that was a wire that was attached to a light so you have other options of light so you have an led which is you know more you know less harmful you know lasts longer it's not so boof on the eye and then Mm. you think of maybe candlelight as an option as well to light something and i think when you're it when you're you know, only focusing, if your brain is only attached to the live wire, mm-hmm. um, you are going to be in constant, you know, like that. And in order to be able to come out of that live wire, it's probably worthwhile, maybe just for listeners to think about, you know, picturing themselves, instead of using the light today, I'm going to use candlelight. And you can associate that by, um, and this would be something to do, a, a, maybe a, similar to cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT, which is replacing negative thought patterns with more positive ones is where you would think, or instead of using, I'm I'm not going to use the live wire today, I'm not going to use the lights, I'm not going to switch that on, I'm going to use candlelight, mentally put it in your head, and and what that means to me is I'm going to do some mindfulness, or I'm going Mm. to play a game, or I'm going to play a card game, or I'm going to write something, or I'm going to spend 10 minutes writing, I'm going to put on my clock 10 minutes, and there's going to be a countdown, and in that 10 minutes, I'm only going to do that, and that can be your visualization for not using why and actually it's better to actively think that you're doing that rather than mm. hoping and because when you the more times you actively think that that's what's happening you're going to do it is that you're giving your brain the opportunity to use a different source of yeah. electricity <laughs> or no not electricity a light there we go uh, um you know for things instead of it saying that's the only option we deal with that in in order to see stuff we need to put that light on that's it da, 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 da. you'll get your brain oh hey hang on a minute how can we do this we've got electricity we've got candlelight and we've got um led or whatever so i, I know it's, i've just thought about that, that at this particular time only because i'm sitting there thinking about how your brain may like yeah, connect yeah i think that's quick. quite a nice way because even if like can light is softer it's not it's, saying that it's not the trauma is not there yeah, it's not obviously, trying yeah. to smother it and ignore it what it's saying is hey we're aware of it yeah thanks but thanks for lighting it up we are aware yeah but we're just you gonna know. softly yeah you know deal with it or it's yeah, just wave in the wind it's just there sitting around you know yeah it's rather than recognizing it being aware rather than whoa all these feelings have come at once it's offering us that time to go actually yeah i noticed that something's triggering me a bit here we're in candlelight mode yeah You're offering and a also bit candlelight of- mode what it does is it is it allows you to deal with that because it's obviously mm. wax that's being melted continuously slowly and relaxed Whereas a light is very sharp, you know, you're bang, 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 bang. You're and there. it kind There's of is no what time. your head is. Yeah, it's giving you the opportunity to go, ah, oh, yeah, I know I'm feeling triggered, but it's giving you that time to manage that anxiety or manage that and go, you know, and exactly. try and be in that state. So I think that's quite a useful visualisation. So, um, I mean, that would be using the CBT sort of therapy. And then 
I guess with complex PTSD, what they do suggest is helpful is DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. And that helps people deal with the actual, you know, the outcomes of that. Mm. So it's not just the thoughts, it's actually dealing with the stress of, you know, negative thought patterns, the self-harm that you might do because mm. of, you know, negative ones. And so they do work in conjunction, obviously, but if you are at the you know, where you're physically harm yourself or you have idolization of suicide, um, you know, things are better without me, etc. Um, then it might be worth dealing with that first. Um, but you also mentioned something which I thought was quite interesting before, which was um, EMDR, um, which is what you said before about replacing. And that's exactly the same kind of thing, which is the um, isn't that kind of, um, well, they'll move a finger from side to side with their eyes and they'll just, yeah. you know. Yes, um, the eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Yeah. So that's no different so, yeah, to slowly so moving that across. So you think about that as a candlelight piece, yeah. you know, it's a slow thing of slowing things down and, and just sort of moving it across and, and, uh, yeah, it's like it, dampening yeah. your emotional state. So yeah, similar to the candlelight, visualizing it is saying, hey, I'm, I'm recognising it's there, but I'm just letting you burn for a minute yeah. while I take stock of what's happening, you know, rather than going, right, I'm going to let the anxiety lead the way. I'm letting the anxiety just, oh, we're here. Yeah. Right, this is how we can manage it. Well, yeah, and I think that, I mean, you can, yeah, exactly that. And I think that that's really... I, I don't want to ever dismiss complex PTSD because actually the more I read about it and the more the fact that I can see that it couples with some, so many other different things as well um, and that it is actually an ongoing trauma. It's not something that happened that they're reliving. It, it could be something that's continually being relived like on a daily basis from anything, a conversation with someone completely random that has no relevance to anything to do with their PTSD or anything, um, a situation, a feeling, a moment, any of these things but it, what it's really good is to take note of when that's happening and then um immediately center yourself with that and do have corrective things in place such as you know phone off away not talking saying to that person or those people or that situation i can't this is not a situation that i can deal with at this moment because it's triggering something in me so i'm going to set that aside and i'm going to heal myself and then come back to it it's yeah. about it's about being aware of what's happening. And that that is recovery in itself, is being aware. Wouldn't you agree, Hayley? Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely. Awareness is always key. Becoming mm. more aware of your emotions, your triggers, and trying to process them as they are happening. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, um, I think that's, I mean, like I say, we always try and keep these relatively um, informed within a short space of time. Um, is there anything else you want to add on complex PTSD? Uh, Hales. No. <laughs> no, I don't think there is. I think we've covered it all. I know. Yeah. I, I took the floor again, I guess, in that. But I just, I think, like I said to you before, this is something that I've really looked at a lot. Um, and, you know, it's good. Um, I think it's important that everybody really takes a look at this because there's so many people out there that are suffering without really knowledge, without knowledge of anything. And sometimes it may be helpful just to sort of go oh there's other people like me you know yeah um, you know and I'm not this weirdo person that's thinking differently it could just be from something else but yeah I think it's um if you enjoyed I know that the uh borderline personality episode we did last week is actually incredibly popular um oh, we okay. have had quite a few listeners of that 
and that sits as well in in with the gaslighting so gaslighting was one of our most popular as well as borderline personality disorder ptsd and um and it's probably most likely that complex ptsd this one will also be popular which speaks volumes to me if i'm honest yeah because there's so <laughs> many people that seem to be like ah oh, i'm interested i'm curious or they yeah. Well, they've read a couple of symptoms and they think actually I might have it or someone I might know might have it. So like you yep. said, it does, yep. you know, I definitely know, especially with the gaslighting, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I didn't even know what that was called. Yeah. But it's happened to me or it's happening and. Or I'm doing it. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was amazing how it seemed to shed quite a light on people and relationships and stuff. It, that was um, pretty interesting. Yeah, so I think um, another great episode um, to talk about, another subject that's worth researching if you have the time to do so. Um, remember, if you are suffering from any kind of complexities or trauma um, like this, you are not alone. Um, and I don't mean that in a, you know, you know, get over it, get up and man up kind of attitude. I mean, as in you're not alone. There are other people thinking about these things and other people, but there is opportunities and time can heal you in those sense. As long as you put small practices in place every day to try and assist you with that. Now, the practices, I would always sit there and suggest that maybe speaking to a therapist or seeking you know, medical help with the doctor or, you know, health professionals to help you assist with any recovery with regards to, you know, complex PTSD or PTSD or any kind of trauma, in fact, or abuse. Talking about it is important, but making sure that you talk to people that you trust um, and uh, that you're able to put practices in place, like Hayley suggested, sort of every day, maybe doing a little bit of reading, focusing on just, you know, not big tasks, because people with trauma, um, I guess in those sense that don't have trust, the tra trust issues as well, will often feel that um, they're not good enough and they're not able to complete things. And they're just so, if you give mm. yourself too much expectation of something and you don't complete it, it's likely that you're going to be causing more of your own pain and that's not going to be from an external source. So uh, I would suggest definitely taking on board Hayley's advice of maybe reading just for, you know, maybe three pages a night, give yourself mm. a very small task. I'm going to read three pages or I'm going to read for five minutes and give you a very, look at little, it you know, a bit of a brain break. That's how I look at it. You don't even have to sit there and go, right, I'm doing mindfulness. I'm doing this. You're just giving your brain a little rest from the thinking or anything else. You know, you're giving That's your it. brain a little bit of care. You're doing a bit of self care. Because ultimately what we've suggested and said before is that your body will go into a fight mode and that's what it will do your brain and your body is going to fight and it doesn't like to be compromised. And so any of these methods that you are not used to or will consider will on the outside because of the helping on internally, you will internalize it as though you're being threatened and you're not working, you're not within that state. So anything that's taking you away from those feelings and thoughts will initially feel like um, it's not something that you should be engaging with because um you know your brain is telling you oh no 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 we need to stay in this particular high hyper arousal state in order to survive um but it's just allowing different sources in different levels of light um into your brain and your body and your daily life to help you get through certain uh stages and days you know um moments i guess but yep good episode and hopefully you can join us next week for another episode we don't quite know what that subject will be but i just think that's the fun of it <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Hayley? i think i know but i'm not going to tell you oh yet. right that's <laughs> exciting that's even more exciting <laughs> okay cool all right then well we'll see you next week bye thanks for listening bye
So complex PTSD, there's the episode, all done. Lots of information packed there. What do you think, Hayley? Yeah, that was so interesting. Like you said, it's there's some similarities to PTSD, but it's on a completely different level as well. So it was a really interesting to find out because I personally hadn't heard of it um, before until the last episode. But So I'm glad that we did a whole episode finding a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to note with people, it's complex PTSD, complex PTSD, or it's no, also known or abbreviated to CPTSD just in case you see something differently there. But definitely uh, look it up, read up read up about it and research it. If you're a therapist and you're looking for advice, you can definitely help out some of your uh, clients with this if you've not really sort of discovered or pushed yourself out on this. Equally, if you are somebody that's just listening and wondering whether this is something that you suffer from, definitely look at it up and look at some of the, um, I guess, sister, uh, you know, um, uh, traumas, I guess, um, and sufferings that you may have from that as well, like such as being borderline personality disorder, um, or, you know, other things that may cause those couplings to be quite intense. But um, yeah, join us next week for another episode and uh, hope you have a good week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and just one last thing. What we really do need is your help. And I don't normally like to ask for help, but this time we really do need it. If you pop along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, this really helps our podcast get seen. And it means that everyone else and other people can learn and hear it too. If you're able to do that, that would be awesome.